Hey everybody, I'm Tyler. I'm JT. I'm Pete. I'm Craig. And we're breaking down another horror movie on today's episode of Scared Smithless. Enough time for one more story. The Thing. One of the classics. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that was weird. I hesitate to, to give a distinction of best or worst, but this is definitely on the list of best horror movies ever, in yeah, my for opinion. Sure. And, 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 yeah, it's like, to me, it's like the, the uh, horror science fiction movies, along with the original Alien movie, is one of Alien movie is one of my favorites. So good. I never really understood what the thing was. It's a thing. Or it. It's an alien. No, it is Pennywise. It Both. is also oh, an alien. But no, what was the thing? Is it's just some weird life form, extraterrestrial thing that or interdimensional. Thing. It just didn't. It didn't have a true Imitated form, anybody. so I didn't know what to. Yeah. You know. That's why I call it the thing. Yeah. I'm gonna call it it. We may not know it's true form, but we do know that whatever its true form is is. Slimy. Yes. For sure. Yep. This was a John Carpenter movie. This was his biggest budget movie at this point in time. Not his first million dollar movie, but his first eight figure movie that he did. Right. They this finally... was his first big major movie studio, Universal movie that he did. And he came delivered. Yeah, oh, he... yeah. Yeah, it was not critically acclaimed at this time. Because people not... were stupid. Yeah. It's... Well, it became a huge like cult classic later on like when it came out on video he sounds like someone that would be slinging bootlegs out of a van at a convenience store yeah so i'm glad that funny thing is this movie actually came out it came out the same week blade runner came out and they think uh, because this movie was actually kind of a didn't was kind of not a very good box office success wow the same week yeah well some of the reason was because of uh, a couple of weeks just before that was was when E.T. came out. Oh. So, so I, think I, I think I even saw something about, like, somebody thought this movie was kind of offensive or, or something. I don't know why. Offensive? Yeah. Why? It's be, I don't know. I, I, I just, like, read through. It's like, offensive. It's like, why? I don't know if it had to do with, like, the way they portrayed different extraterrestrials or something. It's just... Okay. I don't know. It was just like... You know, some are good, some are bad. I don't know. How do they know what's oppressive to extraterrestrials? Yeah. yeah. Well. And so what I'm gathering is since E.T. was the biggest <laughs> the the biggest box office success that year, right? Uh, as far as I know, I didn't even look. So, so all the kids had used all their allowances to go see E.T. and they have money left over to see. But back to yeah, this offensive thing. part. I so, think I read something about So wait, so th- was there an alien group that spoke out against this that said, hey, like you're that's An not- activist group? Right, right. Space. Are, are we not re- being we're not being properly represented right now? So well, I think the whole idea is because of like what the thing can actually do. It's because because it, it was around like the uh, the time when like AIDS that whole thing was happening. Uh, it's just that whole like you don't know AIDS panic who's affected and all that stuff. Mm. Gotcha. I think it might have had something to do with that. Hmm. Could have been playing off of that. I don't. Yeah, it's interesting to look when you do research on these movies of. What was going on in the world at the time when these movies came out? So, mm-hmm. yeah, 1982 would have been 
What part of the movie would have been like, oh, that's offensive? The part where they're using needles to extract blood? Like, that part? Is that offensive? Or the the dog genocide later? Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I think they're reaching for an argument. Oh, I'm sure there are. Um, anyways. Yeah. So, we mentioned John Carpenter... Yeah, Fresh also, off of Halloween success, mm-hmm. Halloween and uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, that, yeah, just the year before okay. Escape from New York. So, what was the budget for that one? Do you know? About six million. I, six, so this was basically double. That. Yeah, this was. I think if I remember right, it was fifteen. Wow, so this was definitely his biggest. It's almost budget. three times. Yeah, this was definitely his biggest budget movie he did. Okay, so I had the wrong John Car- Carpenter. I didn't realize it was. Uh, How many John Carpenters do you know, John Till? Well. I know two now. <laughs> Who else was working on this movie? <laughs> I never heard of this writer before, Bill Lancaster. It's Burt Lancaster's son. That's the only cool. other thing I can think that I know of that he wrote was a uh, Bad News Bears movie. Oh, that's that. That's the only thing I that anyone else would know the, about. The Walter Matthau. Mm-hmm. Dean Cundey. Yeah, oh yeah, cinematographer. Yeah, oh cinematographer. yeah, he's the. Oh yeah, done bunch of. John Carpenter films also did all the Back to the Future films. Those were really well done. Yeah, nominated for an Oscar for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Also did Jurassic Park, Hook. Man, I so, think he, he should be nominated for a bunch of those. Oh yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Especially getting towards the end when it's dark and those flares and everything. It looked the color in that I think looked awesome. In oh this. yeah. Did he do? Did he also do the Hateful Eight? No. No. Okay. This had a rock star crew. Oh yeah. I mean, I, even, um, what's his name, uh, Stan Winston actually helped a little bit surprising. with this. It was the part with the, uh, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you a little later. I don't want to spoil it. Yes, who yet. did the makeup and effects? Uh, Rob B- Botton. He, uh, see, he was nominated for an Oscar for the movie Legend for oh. Best Makeup, and he also won an Oscar as a Special Achievement Award for Special Effects for the movie Total Recall. Oh, wow. He did uh, not hold back in this movie. No, no. Uh-uh. No. He had to call in sick a few times, or because yeah. he. <laughs> well, he was. He he went in the hospital for exhaustion at the end of this movie. I yeah, think. I mean, he was only like 22, 23 when. I mean, this is one of his first. That's like, awesome. Movies he did. Well, he he certainly he went full Cronenberg. Yep. He certainly made a oh, name yeah. for himself. Okay, so we start off in space. Uh, we see a an alien spaceship entering Earth's atmosphere. And catching on fire, I'm assuming that was not supposed to happen. It crashes. Yeah. Um, and we find out later, was this is this supposed to be thousands and thousands of years ago? That's my understanding. Yeah. Okay. So there's obviously been a spaceship entered Earth's atmosphere. Um, we then cut to what we find out is Antarctica. Mm-hmm. A s- snowscape. We see nothing that's not covered in ice and snow in this movie. Right. Oh, no. And then no outside right. shots that are not... Right. Mm-hmm. A frozen tundra. And yeah. it's not Iowa either. Yeah. I was going to say, they, they filmed, uh, I think, all this, uh, the majority of the outside scenes mostly in British Columbia. Oh, okay. So, uh, and then all or the inside. Yeah, I was going to say all the inside scenes where it's kind of kind of funny because they filmed it in, in Holly, some scenes in Hollywood where it's about like 100 degrees out. Not so a lot of snow. Yeah, so uh, in the studio they actually refrigerated the whole set to like forty degrees to make it feel to make it seem like it was uh, colder. Makes sense. Even Russell, not Russell Crowe, uh, Kurt Russell, um, even like that. They said I read something that he like even puffed a cigarette once in a while, held it in 
and they breathed it out to make it seem like it was colder than what it was. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So we've got a helicopter chasing a dog. Norwegian helicopter. Yes. Well, we find out Norwegian helicopter chasing a dog. Mm-hmm. Well, dog is wolf. zigging and zagging. Yeah, I don't remember. Serpentine. Yeah. Yep. They're trying to shoot the dog. This is this guy is the worst shot of all time. Yeah. He'd have made a good stormtrooper. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. For yeah. sure. I get I got like the first like couple shots or something. It's like Right, okay. you're in a helicopter bearings. Has yeah. a pretty impressive looking scope on this rifle. Yeah. And he's not close. Yeah. I mean when it actually shows where his shots are going, he is or even he ends up to, dropping charges at one point. Yeah. To be fair, he wasn't a helicopter that was moving. He's I also agree. got a semi-automatic assault rifle. Yeah. He just needs to start spraying. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely did not. Especially do that. considering what we find out about this dog. Right. <laughs> right. His sense of urgency was not was not there. So of course, first time seeing this movie, you're going, "Oh my gosh, what are they shooting this poor dog for? Yeah. What are they doing?" Oh, this movie's so good. You're just mm-hmm. in suspense. I mean, right from the get-go. I mean, right from the get-go, you've got white knuckles. Yeah. Why are we shooting at this dog that's trying to run away? It was funny because most people didn't exactly know what this movie was, e- even though they had to they had to put the tagline in the ultimate and alien terror or whatever, because the poster shows like the guy in the jacket and his face is like all bright because he can't yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. They, it. It just seemed like it was just a typical like slasher film, right? So people, well, I was gonna mm-hmm. say, people didn't weren't gonna have any idea what this was. It kind of yeah. was though. Yeah, people in a, getting in a way, off it was, one yeah. by one. Mm-hmm. Um, we then uh, go to the American base camp set up here in Antarctica. USA. This is the, uh, the direction the dog is running. To. Right. Yeah, I have We've no got... idea why they're there either. Right. <laughs> yeah. Something on one of the heli- on, on Max helicopter says research. I saw the name yeah. research. So they're obviously right conducting. Through... Why would anyone else be in Antarctica? Right. right. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it's some kind of a. Um... A brisk vacation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know. They're taking like I think ice cores. In yeah, research. I was gonna say in the in the really cold temperatures or something like that. I guess. I mean that's all that's all I read. It's just like that's the only did, thing I can. But think did, of. did you volunteer for that? Did you get assigned that? Like like I feel if you volunteered for that, you were a sad individual, or you don't have anyone that loves you. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, why else go to the ends of the earth? You don't have a sweetie Probably back home. good. Yeah, well, in this sense, you're home. not going to be alive to spend it. You don't know that. Well, right. It's the same with going out deep sea fishing. I would do the deadliest catch. So the dog makes its way to the American base camp. The Americans, who end up being our main characters in this movie, they hear the, the helicopter, they hear the gunshots, so they go outside to see what's going on. This dog runs up to them, um, at which point um, the Norwegians in the helicopter land take out a grenade and uh, yeah the guy trying to throw yeah the, the one goes to throw the grenade at the dog and when he rears back to throw it he it slips out of his hand and lands in the snow and he's wearing those big gloves right. or something i guess that makes sense and right underneath the helicopter right. so it's the other it's the other norwegian goes to dig the grenade out of the snow while the other one dives for cover yeah, here's me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it ain't worth it. So yeah, take it out of my paycheck. I don't care. We have our first kill of the movie when some guy got gets Norwegian exploded. number one blows up along with the helicopter. Right. So I, I, 
at first I was like, why on earth would you be dig trying to dig up that, that grenade? But then, uh, well, it ends up blowing up the helicopter. Yeah. So he knew I, we've got to try to get this thing away from the helicopter. Again, it, to me, not worth it. Right. Take it out of my paycheck. I don't care. Right. I'll pay for, I'll pay for it for the rest of my life. <laughs> so the dog runs up to our, uh, Americans at the U.S. base camp and the other Norwegian still has his rifle and is still shooting at the dog and the only time he lands a shot is he hits uh, one of the Americans in the leg. Yeah. He's screaming something in Norwegian. Yeah. And, and we get no subtitles yeah. so we have no have idea. No idea what he's saying? Right. Oh yeah. If that was subtitle that would ruin the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, right. I've seen the trans translated version and he, it's pretty obvious what couldn't they had done like you know how in some of those old french movies where they'll put like the english words over it so it looks like they're speaking english but really you can see their real their real mouth moving yeah like, like just dubbing over dubbing them yeah they, yeah. they should have did, did that no that would have ruined the movie <laughs> yeah. to give us a little bit more info that's the whole point we're not yeah. supposed to know what he's saying right you just think he's just going crazy or something the character Bennings ends up getting... He's the character that gets shot in the leg. The Louis C.K. looking guy. Right. Yes. He does look like yeah. Louis C.K. Yeah. Gary, who's the head of the American camp, awkwardly breaks out a window with his pistol. Yeah. I didn't understand why he had to break out the window. Can you not just open the window or right. open a door? Right. Everybody else is outside. Why are you still inside? And now you've got... Yeah. You've got negative 100 degree temperatures coming into the facility. Well, we've got this Norwegian that can't hit the broadside of a barn with a scoped rifle. Gary, with one shot with a pistol, puts it right through the guy's eye. Snuffs him out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. USA. So now we have no one left to explain what's going on. Yeah. Both of the Norwegians are dead. Oh, that's why they can dub over it. That Talk, and you're talking about, like, Norwegian being a horrible shot when he shoots... The Louis C.K. looking guy in the leg. He even grazed him. He didn't even get didn't yeah. even go through or nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, so they didn't. They then help get Bennings inside, um, and the the doctor, Doctor Copper, hmm. stitches him up. So real quick, let's go through um, our characters. I think it'll be yeah. easier to do it this way. We'll just go through all the characters that are in this movie from here on out, yeah. so we know we've got. Our main character, and we're introduced to most of them here in these couple of scenes. Our main character, obviously, Kurt Russell, yeah. in a banging beard. Oh yeah, took him about took yeah. about a year to grow that whole thing out. Oh, and it, it is, is beautiful. Oh yeah. yeah, he is the camp's helicopter pilot, mm -hmm. he, and he's our our main character. Yeah, Mac Mac Mac, Mac McReady or R J McReady. Yeah. Yep. And then they call him Mac. Yeah. We've got um, Bennings, uh, the camp's meteorologist. Mm -hmm. We have Dr. Copper. He's the camp's physician. Uh, we have Dr. Blair, played by Wolfer Brimley. He is the camp's biologist. It's the only movie I've ever seen this guy in without a mustache. He's so, or without any kind of facial hair at all. He's so good in this, this movie. This is the only movie I've ever this. seen him mm -hmm. in. Uh, Nalls, uh, he's the cook, mm -hmm. the camp's cook. Palmer is the camp's assistant mechanic. Childs is the chief mechanic. Uh, Vance Norris is the camp's geologist. Clark is the camp's dog handler. And uh, Gary is in charge of the camp. Yeah, I think and it's then, a station manager or right. something. Uh, and then one more character, Fuchs. He is Dr. Blair's assistant. Yeah. Good deal. That's our cast of characters. Yeah, right. he, the winning that lineup. Is it. That is the entire cast yeah. of characters, right. other than our Norwegian friends. There is not one woman other than a computer 
it's, in this movie. Right. It's a very uh, claustrophobic feeling movie. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, that is weird how this movie does like like do that. It takes yeah, it takes like... the continent of Antarctica and makes it feel claustrophobic. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, the whole and the best part is there's nowhere to go. <laughs> right. So what we get some exposition here. Um, we get. Oh, I didn't. The only character I didn't introduce was Windows. Oh, his yeah, name yeah. is Windows, and he's the camp's radio operator. And the only one with glasses. I'm guessing that's why they called him Windows. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. He's working on making contact. Um, I'm assuming with anyone. Yeah. Um, he hasn't been able to contact anyone for two weeks, so these guys are very, very isolated. Oh, it's so awesome. Right. I mean, for a, for a movie like this, snow. This, no one lives here. No. I mean, it's just, that's what makes it so, like, like you guys keep saying, just claustrophobic, just so... Feeling of isolation. Yes, that it's just... Closed off from yes, the outside world. You'd just, almost say alien. Yeah. yeah. That would that would get to me. That Like, I would have to see something different or have some sort of different mm. stimuli other than snow. A bunch just, of dudes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no. So, uh, the team agrees that they need to go check on the Norwegian base because they have yeah. no idea. Yeah, and they think that I, like, must have cracked or something. Right. You, exactly, exactly. I mean, they have no reason why these guys showed up and mm -hmm. are shooting at a dog and shooting yeah. them. Because they looked at, like, something. It's like, well, they said they'd been up there for this amount of time. It's like, that's not enough for somebody to go crazy like that. Right. So, uh, Mac, the helicopter pilot, is going to take Dr. Cooper, the physician, to the Norwegian base camp to check on them and see if they need help, see what's and, going on. And Craig and John Tell pointed this out. He has uh, Dr. Is that Blair? Not Blair. Uh, Dr. Copper. Co Copper has a nose ring. I had never noticed that. I've seen this movie like a dozen times. I had never, ever, ever noticed that. It seems really out of place. Past. It does seem I, out of place. I know. It's just like... So thank you, uh, thank you Blu-ray yeah. quality for uh, right. pointing that out to right. us. Yeah. I just can't believe, like, a guy at this age, this guy was, like, if I remember right, he was, like, in his mid-50s or something. It's like, that does not, especially back at that time, just, that have, does not seem right. He had a young I mean, girlfriend set. <laughs> That's exactly what that was. I mean, to each your own, if you want to put a hole in your nose, you go right ahead, but it just it just felt out of place. Yeah, it really did. I mean, if anyone, anybody else there would have had one, it's like, okay. Okay, well, Blair maybe, but... Almost anyone else at that camp would have had one. <laughs> oh, Wilford Brimley would have had a bull through oh, the bull no. race. <laughs> you know he would have. Uh, it was a cowboy, so. <laughs> um, we get a, a very establishing moment in the film next. It's um, nighttime, and we've got the, the dog that's now in the American camp. They kind of take him in, um, and the dog is ominously walking through hallways. Yeah. That was incredible how they did that, with that dog. I mean, that yeah. was good, I guess acting by the dog and stuff yeah. it said he never ever looked at the camera he did really good yeah yeah it looks yeah there's a good boy yeah there's a good boy um we see him walking up to a uh shadow there's a he walks into a room where all we see on the wall is a shadow yeah. of a person and we have no idea who it is so much no idea that that wasn't even any of the actors right. actors i was just one of the uh other like extra not extras but one of the crew members mm. and because john carpenter wanted to make that such like a big secret right which we find out later why that he didn't want anyone to f know who that was ambiguity is a big theme in this movie mm -hmm. that carpenter oh. was going for oh, oh yeah, yeah. And, and there's 
and, and the paranoia and everything. A else. lot of things. Well, and oh, that's yeah. part of, and that's part of the paranoia is not knowing exactly, not understanding. Mm-hmm. Even up to the very end, we don't exactly know what happens. But yes. the silhouette that we see in shadow on the wall after the dog walks in, turns around, obviously sees the dog, and then we—that's the end of the scene. Yeah. We then get the next day. Dr. Cooper and Mac have arrived at the Norwegian camp. It's uh, it's not doing well. Yeah. No. Completely, no. more or less burned down. Yeah, it looks like it's been completely burned down. Yeah. Um, they walk inside. Everything's disheveled. Everything's looks like it's been ransacked. And looted. Yeah, right. Looted. They've got... Uh, Antarctica they, pirates. Frozen, yes. obviously. They're, Protests. They're, nothing's... No electricity. Yeah. Uh, they find... find it's 100 below there at night. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, cold. Cold. They come across uh, a Norwegian. I'm assuming a Norwegian. I guess I don't know that for sure, but yeah. anyone in this camp would probably be Norwegian. Yeah. Sitting in a chair, um, having slit their own wrists, oh, and the blood is like frozen in blood sickles. Blood sickle. Yeah. That so is. He, he slit his wrist and his throat. He, oh, he, big yeah. time. How rock and roll he is did, that, yeah. though? <laughs> That's he. This guy he did, uh, wanted to be dead. Yeah, for some did, uh, weird reason. He did double Dutch on that one. Yeah, At the, and I love that too. It's just like it's just like, okay, something horrible must have happened here for this guy to have done that. Maybe he just had a shaving accident. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, horrible one. Yeah. <laughs> did he have hairy wrists? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must've been related to Amelia Bedelia. Oh my gosh. There's kind of a, a, a running thing at the beginning where Kurt Russell keeps calling the Norwegians Swedes, and the doctor keeps him correcting, no, yeah. Norwegians. He yeah. says that several times. Even when they walk <laughs> in, he's like, hey, Swedes. Yeah, hey, Swedes, are you here? <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Is it like Norway and uh, Sweden? Yeah, Sweden or Switzerland, whatever. They're cl- they're like really close to each other, like Norway, countries. Norway and Sweden are. Sw- okay. Switzerland's so, also. Oh, yeah, that makes sense that he gets them mixed up. I mean, they kind of all sound the same, I guess. I think they all hail from... Uh, Maybe that's why this movie's offensive. The Danes. Could have been. The Danish. The Danes. Yeah. So they, they then find um, a a slab, a big chunk of ice, mm-hmm. like a 12-foot-long chunk of ice in the uh, yeah. sitting in one Not of the small. research rooms in the Norwegian lab. Yeah, I never understood that. What it was looks it like there? a big... Uh, it's like a big ice bathtub. Yeah, but yeah, right. It looks like it's hollowed out, so it looked like it was a solid chunk of ice, and whatever was frozen inside the ice got out. Mm -hmm. They then go outside and find a being, a thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a dead body, but it's it's an abomination. Yeah, very. Yeah, it's hideous. Yeah, it's They're got legs weird, and Were they heads. doing some weird Frankenstein stuff here yeah. or something? Or what I saw very it. good at it. <laughs> he, he said that it, it looked like they tried to torch it fast. Yeah. Let's take it back. With they, uh, all that, this thing, just, that thing stays there, and it's getting reignited. Yeah. Because um, they tried to burn it for a reason. Yeah. Right. Um, and, okay, you know what? So they tried to bring it back. Why are you transporting this thing? No. Is there any way that you could bring the doctor to it? Yeah. So he can okay. examine it? Okay. Later? That'd be one thing if Copper would have said, oh, let's dig it up. But Kurt Russell's character, Mac, he's the one that says, well, let's look for a shovel. It's like, no, why? No. Pass. Like, burn it up in a hurry. It looks gross. It's disgusting. It let's just burn it and I'm get walking. it over with. You're I'm the pilot. Back. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Right. Yeah. Stay there ain't no, yeah, no way. In the sky. 
that's your area of expertise. Yeah. I wouldn't have much areas of expertise, and I would just say, this is burn it. I don't so, care if I'm not in any expertise or expert. Yeah. I'm burning this thing. Mr. Free Spirit. So they do bring it back to the base camp. Um, Dr. Blair performs an autopsy on it. I can't call it anything besides an it or a thing. Mm -hmm. You want to know why this movie's called oh, the thing? Call it. That's why, because some things are, can only be described as the thing. Yep. The thing. And as far as he can tell, everything... <laughs> looks normal yeah <laughs> he, he was gonna say he was digging out like normal. their organs and everything else it, it and looks normal on the inside like, yeah I mean, it does not er look normal apparently everything's normal no, right <laughs> and then it pans over to but, like a but again uh, it's all about what's on the inside there you go peter <laughs> then at, just as he says everything looks normal it pans over to what looks like two faces that are stretched into one in the middle and it's just yeah. Oh, and we do see this dog quite a bit. I mean, it's like always like spying, spying oh, yeah. and everything else. Yeah, the dog like is wandering sitting, through. The dog is watching the helicopter the, going out, taking off, and then landing. Right. And, and the dog is sitting under one of the autopsy tables. Yeah. It's like it seems like it's like thinking or something or whatever. I can't. Right. Think so of it right now. we're Lying. back. We're back tonight. I think that yeah, the dog nips it at Benning's. Um, from under the table, yeah. so he yells at Clark, the dog handler, and tells him to put it back, put it where it belongs in the in the kennel with the other dogs. Um, so Clark puts it in the kennel with the other animals. Bad idea. Yeah, they pretty quickly are not cool with this. Yeah, yeah. the dogs immediately for good know. reason because uh, dogs have clicks and yeah. they're gangs, yeah. as, as we and all it know. It starts like it sounds like. I, Oh, it sounds like the uh, the dog, the the one that just got put in there. He went to blow. Started, it started like sound like it was breathing really heavy. Yeah. yeah. And so the other dogs like, are growling okay, and barking right at this thing. <laughs> yeah. And um, all the other dogs are on the the outside of the kennel, and this this new dog is sitting in the middle. Yeah. Like and that. they're just like they're not going anywhere near. Yeah. They're not doing the sniff the test. Dogs. They're just. Yeah, they're starting to keeping sense their distance. That oh. something ain't right. I yeah. thought they're gonna jump it into their game. And uh, their intuition is correct because things go bonkers right yeah. here. We have um, the dog starts shaking and hissing and making Thanks. not dog noises, and so finally it's like a banana peel. Its face, yes. yes, like splits open. Guys, I can't I can't do it justice to try to describe I, this. I, I love the first time I watched this with you, Tyler. You're just, you're just like, wow. wow. You're like, screw this. Yeah. If you guys have ever seen the show Happy Tree Friends, imagine that as a horror movie. And oh, this, yeah. that's the only thing I can describe it as. Yeah. If the makers of Saw and Happy Tree Friends got together. That sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. So it's got it's got tentacles. Yeah, it's coming out. And it, yeah. It's got tentacles. It's got claws. It's got... Starts shooting. Like, Eye, it's clear, got eyeballs. Yeah, clear it looks liquid. Like an eye, it looks like an eyeball pizza. Yeah. It's gonna say one of the dogs is like biting like the, uh, the right fence and everything. It's just so as you would. Yeah. It starts shooting this clear liquid on one of the other dogs. Clark hears the other dogs um, <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. I am not touching that. Right. So he right. comes to see what's going on. Uh, a few of the dogs run out. Um, except, how many dogs does this thing? Absorber. Yeah, it looks like it got four or five. Too right. many. Yeah, right. So some people way too many. Clark sees yes. it. Clark sees the tentacles. Kicks the door shut. Um, it knocks him over, so he kicks the door shut. 
Mac hears. It was one uh, of the dogs jumped out of the kennel and pushed the door open and it pushed him back. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Dogs are not. So the tentacles knocked him over. Oh, that dog is not joking around. No. <laughs> right. Mac hears the commotion, uh, pulls a fire alarm. So what? everybody's going to, yeah, everybody's, it's waking everybody up. Everybody's yeah. going to see what's going on. Out in there, Long Johnson, Tidy Whiteys, and that's exa- that's how I would have been though, like <laughs> all the time. Well, yeah, I would I would have just just warm enough to survive. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. They tell Childs that Mac wants the flamethrower. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yes. Flamethrower is yes such a thorough weapon. Oh yeah, yes. for this yes, <laughs> absolutely. Jason deserved a uh, flamethrower. <laughs> that would have um, been awesome. So. I like before they go in when um, Clark's like, I don't know what's going on. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. I love that line. Yeah, yeah Matt gets there first with a shotgun. A couple of the dogs are already being absorbed or... Gross looking. Yeah, so he's, Mac just starts shooting all the dogs that are in there. Yeah. Clark intervenes because he doesn't like that he's shooting the dogs. Okay, dude. If you like the dogs so much. If this is going on... Put them out of their misery. <laughs> right. Um, so the main blob dog blob yeah. thing blob yeah climbs our, out. our thing dog i mean climbs out through the roof child finally gets there with a the flamethrower and just torches everything left inside the kennel uh, yeah. this is guys this is oh man that intense was, yeah this yeah, was is. this was the scene um stan winston a guy who did a lot of uh special effects like the terminator and jurassic park and the uh, the second Aliens movie oh. actually helped with this scene. Oh, yeah. So it was pretty. Well, they did their awesome. job. Oh yeah, it was. I thought it was creepy. So well, the, he doesn't torch all of it though because they've uh, they have enough to do an autopsy. Yeah. This is the they, second autopsy that. Yeah, they seriously torched that thing for like two seconds. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. emptying that. I'm emptying the tank. Yeah. 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 So. This wouldn't even be enough to catch the marshmallow on fire. No. I don't even think so. So Dr. Blair is performing another autopsy. I wonder how many autopsies he thought he'd be performing on this expedition. Not that many. Yes, sir. This whole thing. Two in less than 24 hours. If we find a wild animal. Wilford Brimley was like the only person that was not squeamish doing all this. Well, and he looked squeamish looking at the... I think it was mostly the smell. Yeah, Yeah. that was disgusting. It's like... I think what I say was like paper towels and like oh, egg yeah. yolk or yeah. something like that that they used for that sound yeah. and they're like peeling it off. Uh, it was so like disgusting. You ever get like a bunch of hand soap on your hands and just kind of smack it together yeah. and then pull it apart? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So he explains his findings, um, which is kind of getting us a little more information on what exactly is going on here. So he says it's an organism that imitates other life forms perfectly. Yeah. yeah. And the reason that this the one they found before and this one looks so hideous is because it didn't have time to finish assimilating so it's just this grotesque like amoeba tumor and just in case it wasn't enough we got a little more exposition finish what yeah and he says imitating these dogs it's like, right ugh. so clark is being questioned by blair about what, what, where were you at? What, were, what was going on with the dogs? Yeah, what I was gonna say they seemed weird or something like right. that. Right, and Clark is. Why was that dog in Blair's around? defense? Clark is. He seems kind of suspicious. Mm-hmm. I, he, he just is, is. I think he's just an introvert, is what it was, and he's a probably just a dog person. Probably. 
Because he finally asks Blair, why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, because he asked him how long were you alone with the dog. Right. It's just like... That's crazy. And then this is where, like, the whole paranoia thing really starts kicking... Starts to kick in. Starts snowballing. Yeah. Which is probably the the element that played better than anything in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Very few jump scares. Obviously, graphic gore. Oh, yeah. But over the top, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the yeah the the paranoia and who do you trust and mm-hmm. this was the be- out of all paranoia type of movies this was this was by far the best one I think. Oh yeah, this is good, great. Mm-hmm. Um, they're watching some video recordings they found at the Norwegian base camp um, and see that they were about six miles. A lot of the the recordings are from six miles away from the base camp. They're digging something up. And, and yeah, uh, Norris, the uh, geologist, tells them uh, where they're at is, is about six miles away from their camp, and they spent a lot of time there. It, it's something big. Right. right. It is not right. small. Right, because they're using charges to blow up the ice and dig up whatever's down there, so they decide we better go check it out. So uh, Mac, and I'm trying to remember who, who goes to the dig site. You've got Mac. Norris. I think I it was does Norris go with him. I think yeah. Norris is with him. Yeah, Norris. Okay. Yeah, and I think it was Bennings. Okay, because yeah, right. I, because it because sh- it showed him right before they took off and everything. He's talking to him. Okay, about the weather and whatnot. And so they look down. They find this giant hole and they look inside and it's the Millennium Falcon. Right, <laughs> a gigantic yeah. ship. It does look very similar to the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I thought they'd find Han Solo and Chewbacca. Just in there frozen, frozen, frozen in carbonate. Yeah. <laughs> right. They then, uh, the, uh, Norris estimates that the hole's been there for 100,000 years, or that the ship has been buried under the ice for 100,000 years. He estimates that by where the ice is and how deep it's buried. Right. They then find a smaller hole which is where the slab that Mac and Dr. Copper found at the Norwegian base camp would have come from. So they de- they deduce that they found an alien creature buried in the ice, and that's what they dug up near near the ship. Right. It's about 20 yards away. So back at the American base camp that night, that's where they're, they're talking about all of this, mm-hmm. where it could have come from, and realizing at this point we might be in some trouble here, yeah. right? Because look at what happened to the Norwegian camp. And now whatever it was is here, and look what it did to the dogs. They're not trained for this kind of thing, right? No, no, no one is. No, yeah, they're geologists. We then uh, Blair is looking at a 1980s assimilation simulation. Yeah, I guess so. so I, I, it, it, it looks it like the game so Asteroid on Atari. Yeah, yeah it, it did. But I think what he was trying to do was trying to figure out how long it would take to fully right that's what we find out in this scene he's asking the computer what what are the odds of someone here in our camp already having been um Um, assimilated yeah right it's yeah infected yeah or 75 percent and then if if this gets to um civilization right if this reaches civilization it would take over. It would overtake the entire world population within twenty-seven thousand hours, which yeah. is what three, four years. Just over three years. Yeah. Huh. So not pretty, very long. Pretty quick. Yeah. This obviously has a major effect on Blair. Um, he takes a gun out of his desk. So we've got uh, Mac and Fuchs and Windows and Bennings are working on moving the assimilated dog. 
Oh, yeah, the, yeah. the dog thing. Into the storage room. Corpse. Right. Fuchs and Mac go outside to talk, where Fuchs tells Mac that he's worried about Blair at this point, because Fuchs is Blair's assistant, and he's found um, recent journals from Blair talking about mm-hmm. everything going on, and it's very clear from these journals that Blair is starting to... Crack. Maybe crack a yeah, bit. and I, when did when did Blair write those? Was this he, he writes hour? as he's doing his research? Okay, yeah, yeah, he was, would, uh, yeah they, they write in their journals what's happening as it's happening, so they mm-hmm. can you know look back through their records. Okay, um, and it's it's clear through this that that he's starting to lose his mind. So Fuchs is worried about him. Yeah, um, yeah. Windows and Bins. Bennings are moving the. Is it the dog? I, I think it's the dog at this point because the other one's already in there. Right, and uh, they they set it, and then they're turned away from it, working on something, and we see it start to ooze and drip from under the blanket and oh, starting yeah. to move. So Windows leaves to get something. I think, yeah, I don't remember. What and it when is. he comes back, he walks in on Bennings being assimilated, which is difficult to look yes. at. Yeah, right. Being thingified. What do you? What, what, what's your reaction if you see that? If you walk in and see someone being assimilated by an alien. I instantly run. They're, they're, I'm not even giving it a second look. I'm not even thinking, hey, maybe I can help. Like, nope. I'm just gone. I leave. All free to death. That's, you. that's his thing. You're taking your chances with the 100 below. Yeah. I mean, I want to dive natural causes. There's <laughs> nothing natural about that. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I would say assimilation would be towards the top of the list of the polar opposite of being dying of natural causes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like, I think maybe even worse than getting... Opposite end of the spectrum. I think even worse than getting eaten by Jaws or something. So, Windows runs and gets Mac and Fuchs. And when they get back inside, Benning's body is gone. With just a bloody mess left in its place. Yeah. Um, the window's broken, so they look outside. They see Benning's running through the snow. When they get outside and they catch up with him, uh, it's not Bennings anymore. No. Um, he has crab hands. Yes, yes, he does. And uh, I don't even know how to describe this sound that he makes. Oh, it's like... Uh, it's like a, a combination uh, of a... Maybe not. I don't know. Like I tried. A, <laughs> a werewolf. It's like a combination of a werewolf and a foghorn. Yeah. 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 The, the tornado siren that goes off once a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... So Mac dumps a barrel of kerosene fuel, yeah, yeah. yeah, and lights it up with a flare. So Bennings gets torched. So at this time, everybody's going into full-on panic mode, um, understandably. Yeah. So they're back inside. They're talking. Here's what I love about this movie, especially Mac, but all the characters are smart. Like these aren't mm-hmm. guys doing stupid things like we're used to yeah. in horror movies. Yeah, I was gonna say that's what John Carpenter like. He liked it was like adult men that were very smart. It's not like your typical like stupid teenagers. They're getting picked off one by one. These are, these are all smart people. Right, and to me, that makes this movie that much more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're like, yeah, I don't know what else they would do. They, yeah. they, they seem to be doing exactly what they should be doing. Yeah, because if it was just a serial killer, they'd all stick together and then bang the serial killer's dead. Right, so Max says, um, he's explaining to the group, if it had more time, it would have looked, acted, and sounded exactly like Benning's. Like yeah. Like, that's how this works. It can, it's going to take over, whoever it takes over, it's going to be able to mm-hmm. imitate perfectly mm-hmm. down to where having a conversation you don't know that it's yeah. it's not that 
person. It's the it's the thing. No, right. Yeah. That's trippy. It could be the person narrating this podcast right now. <laughs> right. So uh, paranoia is continuing to increase amongst our surviving group. So Max says we got to burn the rest of them. So again, smart move. Yeah. We're gonna oh, everything. Yeah. Everything that's been infected, every dead, alive, anything, and we're burning all of it. But then, um, as they're as they're doing that, they notice that Blair is missing. So as they're looking for Blair, Max sees him running from the helicopter back mm-hmm. into the camp. So he goes and looks at the helicopter, and all the controls have been yeah. destroyed, yeah. ripped out, ripped out. Yeah, yep. no one's going anywhere now. Right. So now. Uh, they they finally catch up to Blair. He has cornered himself in a room. He's got an axe. He has a pistol. Yeah. He's he's de- he, he's, oh. he's in the radio room. Yeah, right. He's, he's, in he's there, destroying yeah. the radio. Yeah. Um, he's shooting out the doorway at anyone that comes close. Mm-hmm. So unhinged. they're basically hunkered down. Yeah, he's lost it. Yeah. He's definitely unhinged. So they finally uh, are able to get Blair, apprehend him, and they put him and they lock him in the tool shed mm-hmm. outside. Well, you forgot to Where? mention the dog genocide. He also oh, kills oh, the rest yeah. of the dogs. Right, too. yeah, he killed the rest of the dogs, which sends yeah. Clark into full-on panic mode. Wonder, Not happy. Well, I wonder if PETA ever, like, spoke out against this. Well, they weren't real dogs. I mean, it wasn't like Friday the 13th oh. and they actually killed a snake. You okay. actually thought they were killing actual dogs in this uh, movie? I, I, They're I, actually wow. being assimilated. Uh, okay, wow. wow. My bad. So they sedate Blair in the tool shed, which gives... Gives Mac an opportunity to talk to him for a brief moment. Blair basically says, yeah, I don't know who to trust. And that's understandable. That's oh, yeah. what leads to his losing his mind. Right. Yeah. He said especially Clark. Just because he was around that dog. Right. Yeah, he tells Mac, watch Clark. He says, just, just keep a close eye on Clark. So now we've got full paranoia setting in at this point. Right. We've got... Um, Nobody knows who's who. Right, they have no radio, they have no chopper, they're stuck, um, and, and this is where tens- tensions are really building, emotions are running high amongst the rest of the group. Um, this is where the, the finger pointing starts to begin. Right. Well, you were here, and where were you at when this happened, and right. why haven't you offered any suggestions? So this is where they, they asked Dr. Copper... If he has any idea of, of any type of test that they could run. Right. And he instantly was like, oh, I actually just happen to be working on one, you know. Uh, a blood like, serum test. Right. Like, where did he even come up with that idea? Well, like, just, I don't know. Right. Better than nothing. Why, why, right. do they, why do they have all this blood refrigerated for? Just in case, I guess. Someone bleeds out. Right. And They're they, in the middle of nowhere. You know how long it would take for... Well, they've collected blood from each of them. Right. To put out here. Just in case. Not since this has happened, you would yeah. just you would have that. Oh, yeah. Someone needs a blood transfusion. Because you're a thousand miles from anywhere. Vampires. You would, have to have, you would want that stuff on hand. Because right. if you need blood, you don't want to wait for someone to travel a thousand miles for it. Yeah, but he said he was going to do the test, so they would have to... That's what's confusing, because it's everybody's blood. Okay, we'll see how this blood reacts to... The other You blood. know, like the other blood that we might get from somebody or whatever. So what? Well, I think when they were talking about that test, they were talking about how... They would test the blood they had in storage with blood on everyone now, and yeah. they they wouldn't they wouldn't uh, react to each other the same way. If you take everybody's blood that you have in storage, take blood right now from everybody, and put their bloods together, what they're saying is the alien blood would have already will not react correctly with yeah. the 
the blood that we have in storage. He'll try to absorb it. Science it's, is wild. I know that, but I'm just saying, why the heck? It's like you said, fusion, fusion, just in case if they like lose, I'm bleeding really bad. Well, he, he needs to get more blood. It's not in. fusion, it's a transfusion. Transfusion, yeah. whatever. Right. Either way, it's just like, one day I had to have taken all that blood out. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, you, over time. You, your body re yeah. replaces it. Okay. Yeah, so, so probably yeah, over okay. several months, every, oh, right. every few weeks, they, they donate some of their own blood to keep right. in yeah, storage okay. for an emergency. Okay. I was just wondering how that worked. I was yeah. just, I don't know what I was so confused and about. And the reason you would do that is because you're, you're thousands, hundreds of miles from right. anyone. Right. Yeah. And, it reminded and that's me. also why there's a medical doctor on staff there. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Remember giving plasma? Yep. Yeah. I was thinking about that when I saw that. I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> That put me through college. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Blood serum test. Right, so they go to check the the blood storage and someone has gotten into the storage fridge and drained all of the bags of blood. Vampires. Nope. I, I figured it out. Okay. The Antarctic chupacabra. Oh. There you go. Oh. That makes more sense because of the area. Right. Okay. When you least expect it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, we get more paranoia, accusations. Uh, Dr. Copper had access because the, it, the storage fridge was not broken into. It was unlocked, opened, closed, and locked again. Right. Dr. Copper had access to it. Gary, the leader of the camp, had access to it. Yeah, he has the keys. He has the keys, right. Yeah, he only gives it to Copper whenever he needs it. And then he says, I guess it's possible that someone lifted them off of me. And they're saying, no. We see those on you all the time. Right, you always have those. Don't try to turn this around on somebody else. It obviously had to be you or it had to be Dr. Copper. And, and most fingers are pointing at, at Gary right. because he has the keys on him at all times. And the tensions continue to mount. Right. I'm looking out for number one. Right. Windows runs to the, the gun storage closet and gets a shotgun. Um, he's held at gunpoint by Gary. Um, they both are finally talked down by the other members. They lower their weapons. Uh, Gary gives up control. He says, well, if everybody's accusing me, I shouldn't be in control. They, Mac ends up taking control of the group. So he's he's the, the leader of the group. The only one that seems to have a problem with that is Childs. Keith David, by yeah. the way. One of his first roles. Mm -hmm. He nailed this one. Yeah, I think awesome. this was his first theatrical role that yeah. he did. So he he is did the, really good. Mm -hmm. Again, he's the mechanic of the camp and he's a very strong personality mm -hmm. so he volunteers to be in charge the others don't like that no <laughs> he's a little um of a loose cannon we'll yeah. say mm -hmm. um, so he's not very happy when matt gets put in charge so there's definitely tension between the two of them kind of feuding and uh, going on right. throughout the movie Mac says, well, or Mac decides to torch all of the blood bags, what's left of the blood bags, so that no potentially contaminated blood can possibly survive. Makes a logical accusation at this point. He says, well, I know I'm human, and if every single one of you was an alien, there'd be no reason for you to continue to wait. You just attack me. Right. Yeah. right. So obviously at least one of you is also human. So he's basically... Eliminating humans possibilities. He's putting together logically what we what at least he can know at this point. Right. Um, to work from that. And that brings me to another 
um, I don't mean to step back too much, but why are there so many guns at this research facility? Because you never, yeah. well, it's America. There's shotguns, there's it's flame, America. flamethrowers. Antarctica is not America. Well, no. there, uh, any place that they make I mean, post that is America. Yeah. We plant I mean, our the, flag there. It's America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, mine. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, yeah, the, the flamethrowers I get, I mean, because you know you need it to melt ice, I guess. I right. Don't know, well, but that makes sense. Everything, yeah. everything else, like shotguns and yeah. rifles, a, cu and a couple of different guns, and then you know that makes guns. sense. Right. So maybe a better question would be, why not so many guns? Why not more? Yeah. I guess maybe, maybe the only thing I could think is maybe to protect yourself from wildlife. Mm. That's the only. Is there thing wildlife there? There's wolves and dogs, I and guess. Are Leo Plurodon. Leo Plurodon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are rampant out there. So we then get a scene of Mac um, doing a, a recording of himself kind of recapping the situation, yeah. leaving a record for somebody to find if they don't yeah. make it out of there. So he's going to hide the yeah. tape once he records it? Right. Nalls, the cook, got mad at one point because someone left their long johns in the kitchen. And this was right when yeah. things were starting to ramp up and they're shredded. The long johns are shredded, so they've determined this. So, so Mac has been carrying these around, um, examining them, um, and deduces that whenever this thing takes over someone's body, it's it sh it shreds your clothes. So we need to look for anybody with torn clothes, and they don't know whose whose long johns these belong to. Maybe someone had an accident. And they were they were embarrassed. Could be. Think you would bury it at the bottom of the trash can. Not throw it in the kitchen. Not throw it in the yeah. kitchen on well, top of the well, garbage. Well, he said, it, yeah, he said it was in the trash can. Oh, oh okay. So yeah. it could have been they did put it in the trash can. Yeah. Gotcha. We then get Fuchs doing some research. He hears a noise. He turns around, and then we get a... Uh, was this our first jump scare? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so we get something or someone walking quickly past his door. Yeah. He goes outside following whatever it was. He has a flare, and he sees down on the ground a shredded piece of clothing, and when he picks it up and looks at it, the name MacReady is printed on it. So this is something, a piece of, an article of clothing belonging to MacReady. So has our protagonist been assimilated, or is this a red herring? Adding to the mystery. Stay tuned. Um, we then go back to the group. Everyone's together except Fuchs. They realize Fuchs... Um, is missing, so they split up to go look for Fuchs. They've also tied up. So at this point, Clark, Gary, Gary, and Copper. Doctor Copper have been tied up and sedated. I'm assuming because they seem like the most prime candidates to be the alien at this mm -hmm. point. So Mac, Nalls, Childs, no, um, Mac, Windows. Nalls, and Windows go outside to um, look f for Fuchs. Uh, they they go to the tool Blair. shed to ask Blair. <laughs> this is this scene makes me laugh more than any other scene in the movie. They open up the little window on the door, and oh, Blair's yeah. sitting inside calmly. He had drank all that bottle of vodka. Right there's a noose dangling yeah. right next to him. He's fashioned himself a noose out of rope, and he how says, it, "How is that going to work? I mean that that shed is at least like." What, Who like knows? seven feet high, maybe? Because you just you drop to your knees, I guess. So they say, have you seen Fuchs? And they look inside, and Blair looks at them with a noose dangling next to him. It says, I don't want to be out here anymore. Can I come inside? Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel a lot Seriously, better. Seriously, I, I, I will use this thing. So they end up finding a charred body in the snow, burnt beyond recognition, but they find Fuchs glasses lying right next to it. So this is obviously Fuchs' body. So why is this body burned up? And why would the alien or whatever is out here burn Fuchs up? Mac suggests maybe Fuchs came across whatever it was and burned himself. Could, could you burn yourself with one of those things that easily? Oh, maybe with some Doused fuel. yourself in yeah. gasoline first. Oh, right. But was he around fuel? I didn't Does see he look him. like he was like the, ex the last thing we see him in, alive? He looks like he, he's in the exact same place. I mean, I don't remember seeing any fuel. I, I, mean, I guess he could have done that, but right. either way, it's just like... Maybe he's got a movie. That's right. Right. So, Mac tells Windows to go back to the rest of the group and says... Uh, Nalls and I are going to go to my shack. And Nalls says, well, why are we doing that for? And Max says, because when I left my shack yesterday, I shut the light off. And it shows his shack, and there's a light on inside his shack. That was another good good line. Good yeah. shot. Um, so the rest of the group is boarding up the windows and the doors. Yeah, because um, I had been out there for a while. Right. Right, so we, we jump ahead at least a little bit in time. They see someone outside... Uh, trying to get back inside it's uh Nalls. he comes in and says they say where's mac at what are you doing back here by yourself and he opens up his jacket and pulls out the shredded shirt or that coat, whatever i don't know what that fuke that fuchs must have found right yeah um and Did says i say found this what do you say he found you say it was like in a furnace so he found it in his oil furnace right. oil furnace that's right um and says i that's random that he's just looking around his spot like that I, when they went to go check out his... Well, I think he said that it, it he saw it blow from the furnace, like from the, the exhaust. Oh. Yeah, when they were inside the shack. But, okay. thought he was trying to rob him. So he says, I, I cut my tether line with Mac and I ran back here as fast as I could. So then they continue trying to board up the windows. Mac comes back. He's trying to get inside at this point. Mm -hmm. Of course, There's, still nobody trusting anybody. So right. Like, they're like, don't let him in. A couple of them are saying, well, well yeah. we don't know. We don't know that it's him. We, yeah. we can't leave him out there to freeze to death. Childs seems to be leading the charge of tough. Leave him out there. Let yeah. him freeze to death. He gets in through a... Storage window. Right, through the storage window that they didn't get boarded up. Um, they try to apprehend him um, in, the, in the scuffle. Uh, well, Mac has... Yeah, he's dynamite. Yeah, he's taped a whole bunch of sticks together. Which right. I think that's an unreasonable amount that he taped together because I'm like thinking like... Not taking any chances. Nope. Yeah. I would. So he basically down, says, if you guys down. come after me, we're all going to blow up. Yeah. In the scuffle, uh, Norris has a heart attack and he's not breathing. Yeah. Damn. Mac tells them to go untie the doctor, get everybody in here. Um, so the, the doctor is working yeah, on... Because he says he doesn't want anyone else out of his sight, too. Right. The doctor is now working on Norris, and he goes... He's trying to get his heart started, gets the defibrillator, and as he goes to shock him with the paddles, Norris's stomach and chest cavity open up like a mouth. That was wicked. Like the, tur like the turkey off of uh, Christmas Vacation. Uh, yes. I was exactly. blown away. And cuts his arms off. Right. Slices both of Dr. Copper's arms off. He dies somehow, either shock or blood loss. Next time we see him, he's a corpse. Yeah. Right? So, he did. Yeah. Um, this is, gosh, it's just... This is where it goes off the rails. Right. 
How do you describe what we see on screen here? A monstrous looking face of Norris, pretty much. Right. It, that yeah. pops out of his chest, yeah. I mean. Right. Spider tentacles or crab tentacles of some kind. Or, I mean, crab legs, spider legs of some kind. An abomination. And, <laughs> and the elongated <laughs> neck at the end of it is like a Norris head with sharp teeth and just dead looking eyes. And he's roaring. Norris's actual head falls off as they go to torch the body. It lands on the on the floor, yeah. writhing around, uses its tongue as some kind of grappling hook. Uh, right. Yeah. right. It then sprouts four legs and crawls around like a giant spider. And yeah. eye stalks. Oh, I yeah. am not playing. If I have that flamethrower, I'm not seizing <laughs> up. I'm not scared. I am scared. That's a lie. I am scared, but I, I'm definitely just like I'm emptying the tank, like you said. Kurt Russell uh, torches the head, torches all of it. So Mac then says, all right, we're going to run a test. We're going to tie everybody up. We're going to find out who else is infected here. Clark, who has in the in the operating room. Right, out of the operating room in the... Trying to revive Norris, whatever right. room that is. He's grabbed a scalpel. The infirmary. He's grabbed a scalpel. He tries to go after Mac when Mac... It's orders everyone to be tied up. Uh, Max shoots him in the head. That was a justified kill in my book. Right. Yeah. Don't go after somebody with a gun. Yeah. With a blade at that. Right. Bringing a knife to a gunfight. That's right. Yep. So um, they run. So so Mac explains what they're gonna do. They're gonna draw blood from everybody. He said, from a normal human, when they bleed, it's just tissue. I think this alien. Every part of you becomes a part of the alien, including your blood. So he said, we're going to draw blood from everybody and we're going to put each person's blood in their own Petri dish. He's, he heats up a piece of copper wire and he's going to touch it into the blood because obviously the flamethrower fire kills this thing. So if we put the hot wire in the blood, it should react if it's the alien assimilated person. This is probably where it was controversial. It's an interesting hypothesis. Oh, that this is where this has to be where it was controversial. They had a bunch of men in a room, blood, AIDS. I never put that together before. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But he wiped the blade off. That means it's clean, right? Like yeah. I said, I think it was, I thought it had to do with like. You're a, still gonna put that blade back in something. That's an interesting hypothesis. Yeah. I thought that, that was. Is. just... I thought it was because of how they betrayed extraterrestrials as being bad or something, and because ET was good and stuff. I like I like John Tell's theory better. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking of something stupid for them to complain about. I don't know. So this scene this scene is awesome. They run the hot needle test. They touch everybody's uh, blood with the hot needle. Yeah, um, it's a, it's just completely quiet. No, it's just right. no music. It's taking its time. It's just it's an awesome scene. Right. Oh, yeah. Tensions building up. Yes. Um, just about the time you let your guard down because Mac is very much um suspicious at this point of gary and says we'll test yours last gary mm -hmm. and he's testing palmer's right when he's arguing with gary and palmer's blood reacts to it yeah, palmer <laughs> or yeah, whatever it does yeah palmer opens up like a vacuum cleaner bag yeah yeah it's gross yeah Eyeball this is the only everything. time that matt can't get the flamethrower to work mm -hmm. the the thing jumps out of the ropes that he's tied up with windows who also has a flamethrower mac tells windows to torch it 
windows doesn't and stands and stares at it long enough for the thing to bite his head and right i was glad he was dead he was kind of kind of uh, annoying right so windows is dead mac torches torches both the alien palmer and windows who's quickly infected and assimilating at this point and he blows up palmer too piece oh yeah of oh yeah double taps him with a stick of diamond dynamite yeah so they then test um, everyone else. So we're left now with Mac, Gary, Childs, Nalls. Nalls, yep. Um, that sounds like a rapper's name. Nalls? Nalls. Lil Nalls. Going to the Nalls concert. He is an African-American character. Nalls. Sounds like someone uh, trying to say Nalls. Nalls. Going to Nalls. So everyone else's test comes back clean. They go back to the tool shed. Uh, Blair's not there. Yeah, they they'll, they'll leave Charles behind to stand guard or whatever. What is he standing guard of? I don't know. Just I don't know. They leave him outside to look for Blair because Blair's not in the tool shed. Mm -hmm. They're looking around the tool shed and um, realize the floorboards are loose, and underneath there's this elaborate tunnel that's been dug, leading to a half-built spaceship. Yep. Yeah. Out of the helicopter part. This so, raised so just, many questions. Just, oh, okay. So it's it's just a hilarious thought. Blair flying that spaceship. Wolf right? Brimley. Wolford Brimley. <laughs> I just see. So are we supposed to assume? Just... <laughs> are we supposed to assume that Wilford Brimley stole the parts when he was destroying the helicopter controls? That's my understanding. That so, and uh, the snowcats and whatever else. Right. So he was already infected at that point. He was already assimilated was, uh, at that point. Was he the one in the room? When else would it have happened? Right. Was he the one? While in the he room? was out, while he was out there, maybe. When the dog was walked in that room, was he the one in the room? I don't think that's who no. that was. I don't think we uh, ever find out who that was. But he's gotten assimilated at some point because now Blair has dug a tunnel and is building a spaceship. Mm-hmm. We then get a point point of view shot from inside the base camp, uh, walking around and. Gary sees Childs walking around outside by himself. So you've got Childs and Blair, both seemingly the biggest threats at this point. Right. Um, they realize that Blair blew up the generator, so there's no power at this point. Um, and it's going to hit 100 below zero outside. This is when Mac realizes the alien wants to freeze. It yeah, wants to not. freeze itself so it can be found. By the rescue team. Right. And, and start all of this again and eventually get to civilization. civilization. So he says, you know, we're basically goners at this point, but we need to make sure that thing does not freeze. We can't yeah. let it freeze. We need to kill it. So they go in to the base camp and they just start Molotov yeah. cocktailing everything, yep. lighting everything on fire, blowing everything up. Boom um, goes the dynamite. Right. They split up to set up charges and the light, like at the generator, um, and somewhere else to basically finish off blowing up base camp. Um, man, splitting up is never a good idea. No. No. Only works on Scooby-Doo. When Gary's setting a charge, right. Blair suddenly appears behind him. And uh, uh, this was pretty Grab gross. Him. Yeah. Yeah, grabs his, grabs his face and yeah. gives him a facial. Yeah, like his, his hand fingers goes and into his cheek. Skin. One of the layers, or yeah. a couple of the layers. I think humans have nine layers. It went into at least four. Yeah, and <laughs> it was just like 
and then you just heard noises like him gurgling. I don't know if something was shooting down his throat or what was happening. Could it was be. Disgusting. It was awful either yeah, way. I'm fine not knowing for sure what's yeah. happening. Nalls sees something. I think, I think it's this. him pulling him away Yeah, or he something. gets drug away. I think Nalls sees it, so he goes investigating. He dies. It never shows yeah. him, but we're supposed to assume that he also got... Mm -hmm. Killed by Blair or the thing. Oh, we, we keep saying Blair like Blair's killing Blair people. Thing. The Blair thing. The, the Blair thing. Right. The Blair witch thing. <laughs> yeah. I was going to be confused with the Blair witch. Right. right. Max now left on his own. And then we get a basically final showdown. Mm -hmm. um, it starts, it's under, it's underground and it's popping up the, the floorboards. Uh, finally comes up through the floor up, up above the surface. Down in the base camp. Very Tremors esque. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. exactly yeah, what it's like. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Even though Tremors came out, what, almost About eight years, eight years later? Yeah. Right. That's probably That's where they, they got, got their it. inspiration. That'd be another fun series to do. Didn't he have a, uh, a, a dynamite plunger? Yes. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he had the detonator, the plunger, the, to detonate yes. all of the charges they were setting. And the thing grabbed it and yoinked it down. Yeah, pulls it down. It comes up. It's just. I don't want to say it's more hideous than anything we've seen, but it's just a combination of everything we've already yeah. seen. So at this point, we're kind of used to it. But that, that whole puppet no, it took, are... it took about like fifty, like technicians to work that. Oh, thing. Bed. oh yeah, really? Oh, yeah, that's that intense. Are we to understand that this is the thing's actual form, or do you do you think this is a bunch just of things. a combination of everything? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's just a, yeah. a combination I, of I, everything. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because, because in the Nelta set, it could have been on like a million planets absorbing different right. life forms, whatever right. life forms and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Again, those are his notes from what he just thought. I mean, it's yeah. like they've only been around yeah. it like what two days at yeah. best. That's a lot of speculation. Yeah, I think I think time goes by a little bit quicker, not oh, quicker, but more at than, the end of the yeah, Earth. I was say, yeah. Okay, science. Mac finally, Mac finally gets a stick of dynamite. Uh, lights it and blows the thing up. Yep. He gets out somehow. It's Kurt Russell. Yeah. But the... This snake, is the beard. It's, yeah, it's Snake Plissken. The beard so helps he's, him. He's, he's outside now, so probably not long. But everything's on fire, so at least he's keeping somewhat warm. He's um, yeah. Childs then appears, which is... This is how... We're just left with with ambiguity mm -hmm. at the end of this movie, as we pretty much have been throughout the whole movie, so why not end us here? Mac says where were you childs and he yeah, says i thought i saw uh, i thought i saw blair i went after him and i got lost in the storm okay right yeah. Yeah. trying to make a dollar Convenient. out of 15 cents right so that uh, sit down next to each other basically says max says if it if either one of us isn't who we say we are we're not really in a in any physical pos position yeah. to be doing anything about it in any yeah. shape to right. to do anything so child says well what do we do he says, "Why don't we just wait here a little while, see what happens?" That's a great ending line. Yeah, yeah. Gives him a bottle just, of scotch, yeah, just, yeah. some good old J and D. Don't know if, if it's completely over, and because yeah, there's uh, people out there that will argue this all day and say that they think that Childs was a thing. Yeah, okay. because you 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 can't see his breath, but Kurt Russell or McCready's smoking like a chimney. You know, and that's an interesting theory, right? Yeah, and I saw this. I saw this one. It showed um that scene when we see um 
child's like sitting right by the door looking out the window before and Kurt Russell tells him we're going to go out and check Blair really mm -hmm. quick. You actually see a blue coat kind of like similar to his sitting right next to him. Now it goes through your clothes and everything, rips your clothes off and everything. The thing does but when it absorbs you and whatnot. Well, they also, I saw this thing when it shows that POV shot and it goes to that same door, it's already open because Charles, I guess, is gone. Supposedly, that jacket's already gone, mm -hmm. if you actually watched, which I don't really agree with because it looked like the door could have been covering it or something. Right. Maybe, oh. yeah. but still, because and, uh, he also shares that bottle of um, whiskey or whatever right. at the end, and how do you know it's infected? Right. <laughs> Basically, if they're sharing a bottle of whiskey... Neither one of them is no. going to survive at this point because yeah. they're... Right. Uh, but I remember somebody at Comic-Con asked, or it was, it was some big festival like that, they asked uh, John Carpenter that question. Was Childs a thing at the end of the movie? And he's like, I never really thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how fan theories and... Yeah. And the, the, the makers of these movies and the actors, but even even a lot of times the writers and directors of these movies are like, oh, I have no idea. Yeah, they, oh, just, right. they, they didn't you even got thousands and thousands of right. fans that are Light have down. theories. At, and, at each other's throats. Oh, yeah. Throats. Oh, yeah. It gets yeah. heated. Yeah. And, and there really is no answer. No, no, not Who only will this? they never be an answer, there will never be an answer because... There will never be an answer because there is no answer. Right? Yeah. The director. It's, a, it's never... almost like it's like the ending of uh, Inception or something. Right. Right. Yeah. But oh, what an awesome movie! Oh my gosh, yeah. I think this is definitely at least top three, if not my favorite horror. Mm. Yeah, I would. You know, you know what's funny about this? You know who was actually who they had originally thinking about directing this was the Toby Hooper, the guy who did Texas Chainsaw oh, Massacre, yeah. because that would he be wasn't able to. Because he was busy filming Poltergeist that came uh, out three weeks before this, that'd be and a week before ET. Also, I have. Stay yeah, tuned. I, I'm. I'm never gonna say my favorite horror movie because it's such a broad category. It really and is. I have different that, horror movies that are my favorite for different yeah. reasons. But this one, I mean, this one's as good as any. Yeah, it's definitely first or second between this and Alien as far as eight as far as like horror science fiction. Right. Grades. I give this a B. Wow, I'm gonna. I'll give it an A. Yeah, I won't give anything an A plus. Yeah, no. I'll get what, I'll, what's A minus your, or A. What keeps this it from is, getting an A from you, John Tell? Uh, I would say some of the uh, there. There's certain parts that didn't make sense to me. Like so, I'm like, wow, um, the guy that was locked in uh, that hut by himself, like how he had time to dig all that out, and because like, he was thingified. You see how big he was? And, he could and you know, th there was more days. It wasn't It wasn't like a day or something like that when all that happened. Yeah. Right. I think more time because he also says it in recording. You know, snow's been hitting us for the last couple of days or, uh, you know, true, whatever. True. And if he's the alien, you saw how fast that thing was crawling under the earth mm -hmm. to go after Kurt oh, Russell. Good, yeah. good point. Now this knowing that, now knowing that, that would move it to a B plus. <laughs> this is a, this is an A minus for me all day. This is a great movie. Yep. The Thing. Classic. Always a good one. If you have not seen this movie and you are any sort of fan of the horror genre, which I would imagine you are if you've listened to this entire episode. Treat yourself. Yeah. You got you guys. This oh, is yeah. this one's on the horror any horror fans bucket list without question. Oh yeah. You need to enjoy yourself at least once. So join us next week. Uh, leave us a comment. Send us an email. Let us know uh, what you guys want us to cover next. Wait for the surprise. Right. Subscribe. 
Yeah, make sure that you guys uh, tell your friends. Give us a like on Facebook. You better tell your friends. <laughs> make sure you uh, stay tuned. Stay classy. Thanks for dropping by. See ya.